time to ham up. Now I gotta really try it hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Hello! Welcome to Yum Chunks. Uh, a Yum Chunks... Yum Chunks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Um, We're a bit rusty. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, Yum oh Chunks! Okay, good. All right, all right. We're gonna, okay, I'm going to shake it off. We're going to keep going. We're going to go. We're going to power through this. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to After the Credits, a Yum Chunks podcast. That's the name of this. That's what's going on. I am Matt, one of your hosts for the evening, and today we have Chris. Say hello, Chris. Hi! Hi, Chris. Good to hear you. And Sean. I'm also here. Good. Against all odds, some of us are here. <laughs> um, we've probably... Moment you... of silence for Ryan, though. Who wanted to be here, but couldn't. Yeah. He's, 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 he's alive. Been... No, he's alive. Yeah. Don't worry. He's in Arizona, though, so... It's close yeah. to death. It's kind yeah. of like being dead. <laughs> yeah. And a moment of silence for Vince. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not gonna clarify that one <laughs> okay but we're laughing so hopefully that <laughs> so that means know, he's, he's dead okay okay um, <laughs> <laughs> all right uh no for real uh it's been a little while and if you pay attention to our podcast you're probably wondering why we are reviewing uh birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn rather than recording our chunkies episode that was supposed to be next on the docket or the sonic the hedgehog episode which is the only one i personally even really care about um but it's been a tumultuous last couple months uh here at the yum chunks headquarters that we totally have um (laughs) (laughs) uh, so we'll uh we'll take a we'll take a rousing trip around the chunk fire and get caught up on some of our lives and what the heck has been going on and why the heck we're doing this. And then we'll, we'll talk about this movie. So, um, why don't we, why don't, why don't, why don't we start with Sean? Since, uh, it seems like, seems like you yeah. had well, less. We gotta build, we gotta build. We gotta, to we the... gotta build up and then I'll yeah. go and then we'll go to Chris. Yes. All right. Okay. Um, go for it. Yeah, sure. Well, it's been two months, and so let's see. Uh, since, actually, since our last episode, I have also i I visited Arkansas again on my, you know, occasional jaunts back east, making some cool stuff for a project we're working on out there. So that was fun. That was uh, and celebrated New Year in Arkansas. All right. Uh, it's like celebrating New Year anywhere else. Um, so except yeah, with more racism. <laughs> Hey, there might be people from Arkansas listening to this, Chris. <laughs> they would n- probably agree with you. But, disagree um... or agree? We don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, you know what? At least they, they have pet raptors. Oh, I didn't know that. At any rate. Oh, that's cool. Um, so, yeah, that was a while ago. Um, otherwise, it's been a lot of working. We are in a very, very busy time at uh, for the project I'm on at work, so I have not had a ton of time to go out to the theaters, but I've cut a few things. A lot of mainly streaming things, though. Um, I'll start with the lowest. <laughs> Chris, now I know you've watched this as well. Oh, God. Matt, I don't actually know if you have. Um, but I finished, or I watched Lock and Key on Netflix. I tried to stop you. I tried to stop <laughs> you. You didn't warn me enough, Chris. <laughs> I warned you multiple times to just stop and turn away. <laughs> I've never even heard of this. It's, uh, I think it came out a month ago. 
something maybe yeah, yeah it came out like a month ago it was based off of a comic book from the 2000s i think yeah i think it's marvel right no well no? i don't know okay all I know is it's from Joe Hill, who I guess is uh, Stephen King's son. Oh, yeah, that's true. Hey, that sounds familiar. Anyways, it it I'm not going to say it's all bad or that it's just complete garbage. Only ninety nine. I really want. I really want to say that. I really want to, but I'm not going to go full negative. <laughs> There's some aspects of it that I un- that I could see being interesting, and I could even see working really well in a comic book. But the adaptation on as a show, it it the it the writing and the characters and the acting and are all just very very insufferable. Um, it reminds me of a nine like the cliche nineties teen drama, and that is kind of the audience is teenagers. So I I guess it's forgivable to a certain extent. But it's it's the most like rote version of like the teen jock and the the nerdy quirky kid and the the way they interact with each other that makes no human sense for how why these characters would be doing that i don't know anyways um but so i i don't watch lock and key <laughs> just don't just yeah Ryan, ryan's not here to don't. give his negative netflix <laughs> reviews so i'll have to but chris and i could both vouch for it go watch um, the expanse yes that is a good show that is an exciting good show. It's only on Amazon though, so um, so there's that. What else? Uh, moving up the chain to things I like more and more is I've been watching the new Star Trek Picard show, and I have been liking that a lot. Huh. Wait a second, I'm learning something about you, Sean. Do you have you? C- do you have CBS All Access? I share the last name of someone who does. <laughs> <laughs> and in this crazy world that's you know that's all it takes more. all right well as long as you're not paying for cbs all access <laughs> i will not comment further um but uh star trek picard yeah i'm i'm actually liking it a great deal i had my hesitations before it began and it's about halfway through the season right now Love it. Love Picard. And I love all the fun things they're doing in that show. There's lots of Romulans and there's lots of Borg. Do you guys know that? You guys aren't Trekkies or Trekheads or anything. But those I know what those, sound I know what those, you know I what those things are, I know are, what right? those things are, yeah. Those mean I've, nothing yeah. to me. I've seen, <laughs> look, I've seen, I've seen the, uh, the J.J. Abrams trilogy. I've seen a lot of the Next Gen movies, and I've seen a lot of Next Gen and a handful of original series. That's my Star Trek. That's I would say since, since you, you asked, you are perfectly equipped to watch Picard, and you may even enjoy it. Uh, it, you know, it's obviously a Star Trek show, so the more Star Trek you know, but having just you know a casual knowledge mm-hmm. of the Next Generation and the Next Generation movies. I think you will still find a lot there that you would probably like. Does it take place before or after the show? It's after the movies, you mean? Or the show? Yeah, no, it's it's the... So one thing I kind of do like about it is that it's the latest thing in the Star Trek timeline. Because a lot of the more recent stuff has been prequels or re, you know, reimaginings, the J.J. Abrams trilogies, the, you know, alternate mm-hmm. timeline and stuff like that. But this show is... And Discovery is a prequel. The Star Trek Discovery show. But this show is an actual, like, sequel to everything. It's taken, it's the furthest into the Star Trek future we have ever gone, you know, so. Hmm. That's kind of cool. 
But uh, yeah, so recommend that. Go watch that. And also, if you are a fan of that show, check out uh, a friend of mine's podcast, um, Jack Stovald. His podcast is called Jack's uh, uh, Jack's Silly Little Friendly Neighborhood Star Trek Discovery and Short Short Treks and Picard Podcast. Oh. You guys got that right? Yeah, I got it all. Could you you spell it for me, please? I can. I'm not going to, though. Best answer. Uh, But yeah, go check out that podcast. It's a lot of fun. And good coverage of Picard. The best Picard coverage you'll find in our version of the internet. Um, (laughs) And then to, to finish everything up, I recently watched a film. It's on Amazon Prime for free. So highly recommend you go watch uh, Under the Silver Lake. It came out last year. It was kind of a didn't get a lot of publicity as far as I know. But uh, it has Andrew Garfield. And um, that's that's from the director of It Follows, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love It Follows and I love Under the Silver Lake. This might be one of my favorite movies of last year, even though I didn't see it until this year. Um, it's so unique. It's so hard for me to describe. It's, it's, it's funny and surreal and weird and creepy and, and cool and not cool and disturbing and like, and it takes place in LA and as someone who lives in LA, I'm very romantic about those things and it's all about LA and (laughs) it's, it's like a film, not really film noir. It's like Mulholland Drive a little bit, but also, I don't, it, it, it's so special it's so unique and different highly recommend that go watch that um right now stop uh, listening to us yep go on to amazon and watch it on pause and then come back and pick pick up right where you left off anyways but that's all for me not a lot but you know a couple shows a couple movies check it out until our next episode when we'll have way more to talk about but Hmm. (laughs) all right uh so matt what do you got uh all right well yeah, um, my last couple months have been uh, hectic again. I think I use the word hectic a lot in my uh, my chunk fire <laughs> um, summaries. But uh, uh, so right at the end of January, um, I uh, just randomly out of nowhere came down with appendicitis. Um, so uh, I was hospitalized again, the fourth time in a, in one year. Um, which it was just right before the right before the um, anniversary of the first time I went to the hospital last year uh, when I collapsed in class. So, um, but yeah, so I came down with a bout of appendicitis, which is normally a very like open and shut case. Like they people, it's so common people get it. Um, like like their doctors are like, yeah, we do like a dozen of these a day. Um, mm. But it's, it was a little bit more complicated because of the, some of the medicines I'm on, so they kept me for a little bit longer uh, than they normally do. So just to keep an eye on me to make sure there was no complications. Um, so that was that. That was kind of weird. It was kind of a bummer being back in the hospital again. But um, you know, it's I'm all healed is, up from that. Is yeah. appendicitis the one where your appendix can burst? Or is that yeah. Is, yes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so what happens since we're talking about it? Um, so you know your appendix. There's this Listeners little. Listeners tune in for all their medical news. Yes. Yes. You need to hear all them. There's a lot of it. Surprisingly. Um, yeah. You have the, your appendix is a little like detour off your intestine that is like leftover from evolution. We don't need it anymore. Um, but like it, something can just like get stuck in it, and it, if it gets infected, it'll swell. And if it swells, um, 
your appendix will just shut, or your intestines will just shut, and then you can imagine what the results Ooh. of that. Yeah, it just shuts, it just swells shut. So, you know, my doctor, my surgeon, before I went into surgery, said, um, "You literally have a you you have a poo ball stuck in you." That's the word. <laughs> that's the wording he used. Um, he's sick. The he medical said, term. He said, "You're sick because of a poo ball that's stuck." <laughs> um, so, uh, so, but yeah, in back in the day, they used to like cut a big incision on you and like open you up and do it like that. But now, because of science, what they do is they cut three tiny holes in your abdomen. They're about the size of your like pinky fingernail, and one of them they stick like a long pair of scissors to cut the appendix off. One of them, they stick a long tweezers in to pull it out. And then the other one, they, they put a camera in so they can see what they're doing. It's like a, all, so it's like three rods they put in there. The, the whole surgery lasted 40 minutes, which it's like, which is crazy that they can remove an organ from you, you know, in less than an hour, but it's so much less invasive than it used to be. So yeah, it, it went, it went by pretty, pretty quickly. So I had to deal with that. Um, I went on vacation, uh, a little while after that, uh, for, I had a four-day weekend from school for Valentine's Day weekend. Uh, I went with my wife and uh, my in-laws. We we had a uh, they we went to a beach resort in Oxnard. It was an NBC Suites resort. It was like right on the beach and picturesque waterfalls. Uh, really nice swimming pool. Every this I didn't know this, but all NBC Suites like like five thirty to seven thirty every night is a like open bar free happy hour, which is like. <laughs> Oh. That is too much power for any person. And, <laughs> like it, it's ridiculous that that is a thing that exists anywhere. But um, yeah, that was cool. Um, and then on the last night we were there, my wife sprained her ankle going down some stairs. So, um, mm. so, 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 but we had a good time. We had a good three days before that, so that was fun. Um, and uh, so, yeah, just again, it, it was nice to get out, get out, get away and go on vacation for a few days, but it was a little, you know, it ended in kind of a hectic situation. Um, she's all better now though. She's good. Um, work has been hectic as always. Um, uh, it's spring term. So there's a ton of shows going on in our school theater. So a lot of stuff I'm teching, a lot of students I'm trying to train. Um, besides that, I've been consuming some media, a lot of media actually, but I picked a few choice, uh, selections. Uh, one of them is a movie that I watched with Maeve uh, a little while ago called The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Have you guys ever heard of this movie? Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it came out in the mid-90s, right? Nin- 1994. Yeah. Uh, it's about... It's, it's Australian film. It's think. an Australian film. It stars Hugo Weaving, Guy Pearce, mm, and yeah. Terrence Stamp, and they're all drag queens. Mm. And they all, they all perform at like a drag queen huh. show, show. And they get a gig that's like in the center of Australia... And it's like, a, I mean, I actually looked it up while we were watching it. I wanted to know how far of a drive it was, and I wanted to see the geography. But they're going from one city, from from uh, Sydney to, I can't remember the name of the city, but it's in central Australia. And I looked it up, and it's basically like driving from L.A. to New York. Um, so they go, they go on this road trip, and they buy a bus, and they, like, paint it pink, and they, like, make it, like, this whole, like, that's... The, Priscilla Queen of the Desert is the name of the bus that they're taking and it's, it's basically a road trip movie but and it, so they get into all kinds of crazy adventures but it was really interesting it, it had a really cool it was very offbeat and um, it was a really fun movie definitely recommend that um, 
Uh, I also finally saw Knives Out. I have managed to get it, like, in the last week. Like, I found it. Oh, that's right. Because you weren't on the episode. No, did, right? I wasn't. And I haven't listened to it yet. I will go back and listen to it. But um, I managed oh, to no, find... Oh, no, Chris. Um, I going to hear everything. No, I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm just oh, I was going to say, I found... Uh, oh, no. Did you guys talk about me? Oh, no. I know. I know. Oh. No. I got to go ahead and... Delete it. Best. Delete it. <laughs> I've already downloaded it. Um, <laughs> no. Delete it off his hard drive. <laughs> Yeah, With the never, rest of the core cast stuff, you'll never find my you'll never find my copy of it. I'm gonna know what you said, and then the next chunk fire sharing is gonna be Bring much it more. It's gonna be much more awkward. Um, <laughs> um, uh, anyway, yeah. So I, I managed to find a theater that had one showing of it, and it was like the last week it was playing it, and so Maven and I went to go see it, and it was fantastic. I, oh my gosh, I I can't believe I, I I'm glad I got I was able to see it before they stopped showing it. Um. Aside from that, I've been watching the What We Do in the Shadows uh, series on uh, the TV series. Have you guys seen that? Uh, not the show. I've seen the movie no. many times. Yeah, and I and the movie's great, and I think the show is just as good. It, sometimes it's even funnier. Hmm. It's a different. It's it's a different cast of vampires, and they're in. Um, they live in a mansion in Staten Island, so it's just like kind of it's the same style as the movie, but it's you know just a different vampire house. Um, so that's fun. Um, I've been watching the Tangled series on Disney Plus. Um, <laughs> series? Yeah, there's a TV show. It's not. It's not the same animation style. It's like. Um, Isn't it's it like, like Happily Ever After or something like that? Yeah. Well, there's Tangled Ever After, Before Ever After, which is like a, a sequel movie, but it's an hour long, and then it leads. It's the pilot for a TV show, and there's like two seasons on Disney Plus right now, and it's really good. I mean, if you like Tangled, it's. It's got all the same writers, and it's got all the same voice cast, which is surprising. Um, the humor is its just as funny as the movie. It just feels like more of the movie. In fact, I forget that the animation style is different while I'm watching it. Um, so if you're a fan of Tangled, check out Tangled Before After, Ever After and then Tangled series on Disney+. Plus. It's really good. I'm surprised by how good it is. Um, and then finally, I'm replaying the Half-Life series right now because I hope mm. someone I know will let me borrow their VR rig when Half-Life Alex comes out. <laughs> I'm almost done replaying the Half-Life series. So um, I know Ryan said he would think about it, but if he doesn't, Chris, I mean, you're in, you're injured, so I might... Oh, wait. Spoilers. Spoil, spoilers. All right. Anyway, that's all. I've talked for a long time. So that's all. That's all. That's all my, uh, my chunk bending. Uh, chunk bending. Chunk fire. So, uh, Chris. Sorry, I spoiled your story. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of uh, you using the term "bend" uh, for bending was offensive to me, but uh, oh no, yeah. the, the listeners don't get that yet. I know. Yeah. All right, time to explain. All right. Uh, so it was about exactly a month ago. I was at the trampoline park with my my kid to celebrate his birthday. It's where he wanted to go. And we were we were playing on the little the little basketball court. If you know they have the basketball court where you can jump up and slam dunk and all that other stuff. And we were playing a game of horse because nobody plays on the basketball court, so it was easiest to just keep going there. And one shot that I kept trying to make was a backflip shot. A f- let me clarify a forward facing backflip shot. <laughs> So facing the hoop, jump up, shoot, backflip. So like you lean backwards. 
your head goes backwards. Right? Yeah, away from the the hoop. Mm-hmm. I had attempted this multiple times throughout the day, and I was not getting very much success. So I asked my kid. I was like, "Hey, you know, where's the ball going when I let go?" And he's like, "Oh, it goes like straight up." And I was like, "Oh, that means that I'm letting go of it way too late." So my thought process is take the shot, then do the backflip. Keep it, line it up, take the shot, do the backflip. I try this once. It goes, it's just a catastrophe. It could not have gone worse. <laughs> I, I take the shot. I start my backflip. I must have, I, I can't be sure. I must have been on my way down before I even started my backflip because I got about to my neck and I landed, I landed directly on the trampoline on the left side of my neck. And as soon as I landed, I, I felt and heard at the same time, uh, a, a pop and a crack, like a crackle sound. And I, it just, like the crackle sound of just like things tearing and almost immediately it but also i could feel it this wave of numbness and tingly shot from my neck down through my body i could i could it it happened almost instantly but i could also kind of just feel it happen from the neck going down to my feet and i land (laughs) i kind of flip onto my side because I was on a trampoline and so the bounce back kind of threw me a little bit and I could not really move. I'm, I'm kind of on the mat and I can't really move. I'm numb from the neck down and I'm feeling these tinglings and I don't know exactly how, I can't remember exactly how I did it. I may have used my shoulder or something I was on my side. I was able to roll myself onto my back. Uh, So I was lying flat on my back, which I guess I would not recommend that anybody that does do have a neck injury move themselves. No, (laughs) it's not something you're supposed to do. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, I was lying on my back and I was just I was I was calling for help. I was like, help, help. Right. And my kid, he runs and he goes and he gets somebody that works at the the trampoline park and they're like staying off the mat and they're like, all right, well, we called the ambulance. They'll be here shortly. And I'm, I'm just focused on moving my limbs because obviously a neck injury, the, the worst fear is paralysis. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I can't tell because everything was moving at once and I couldn't really feel anything. But my legs were moving, my arms were moving. I couldn't tell if that was them moving on their own or if they were moving under my own power. But uh, while I was doing that, the uh, the tingling in my legs started to uh, go away. And then the ambulance arrived. And then they had to carefully lift me off of this trampoline. Not Not all the way, but enough to slide a flat me onto a flat board so they could lift me up put me on the gurney they took me to the hospital uh they took me around noon that's when i i hurt my neck and they're hooking me up i'm 
I'm still conscious, but I'm I'm obviously in pain, so I'm not really paying that much attention to things. Um, they get me to the hospital. I'm in the ER, obviously. They uh, they give me a scan. They're they're bracing my neck. Everything's moving real quick. My girlfriend arrives. My grandmother arrives. Um, they they tell me that they got in contact with uh, a couple neurologists and and uh, spine experts to that worked at like UCSD or in, and in San Diego to come down. They'll be they were coming down right away. So I got lucky in the sense that a mere couple hours after the injury, they were operating on me. Um, mm-hmm. So they said originally it was supposed to be around a six hour surgery. And I think it took about half the time. So things must have gone really well, which is, which was good news. I spent, I woke up, I, uh, I have a neck brace. I still have a neck brace. And then I can't, I can't move. I have just, my legs seem fine, but I just have all this pain in my arms and my hands. I can barely move my hands at all at this time when I wake up. And the doctors are talking about what had happened is my cervical spine I think specifically my fifth and my sixth disc had uh, bent out of place and they had done dealt damage, not like irreversible damage, but they had like pinched the nerves. And that's why I was feeling all this, this nerve damage in my hands and my arms, but they were able to fuse uh, C5 and C6 together with a platinum plate. So I have that in my spine now, which shouldn't have too much of an impact, they they say, on overall range of mo- movement. So I'm, I'm looking in that regard, too. But um, they also, it seems like part of my spine, my cervical spine, also in the impact, one disc kind of ended up out of place almost under another or not disc, but the, the spine itself. And so they're hoping they, they opted not to do surgery on that, but they're hoping that by wearing the brace 24 seven for three months, will slowly move those back into place. So they won't have to operate. I will know if that's, if they don't have to operate in about two and a half weeks. So. Jeez. Okay, I, I didn't know that another yeah, know surgery that was still on the table. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So for the the surgery that they did do, they they cut open the front of my neck, and then they they went to the spine through the front, and that's where the fusion is. So the fusion is on the inside of the cervical spine, and then and- to fix the the dislodged uh, spine, if they need to, it would have been from the back which is also why I think they opted not to do it because I can't lay on my front. That not being able to lay on my back would have been pretty bad. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, uh, you've, li- you've literally had your throat slit. You can tell yeah. people, somebody it, slit my throat and I'm you, still here. You should look at it right now. It's pretty, 
pretty. I mean, it's a good. Oh, it was, it was good it. work. It was good work, but it definitely looks like I got slit in the throat. <laughs> you and I both have like matching badass scars right now. <laughs> it's true, but yeah. But now you have platinum, so you're a cyborg <laughs> now too, right? Yeah, they they snuck a, a computer chip into it. But I mean. Are we, are, are we in a comic series? Because I feel like everyone in Yumchunks is getting weird, uh, like like cyborg upgrades. Like you know, I have a I have a robot backpack. Um, Sean, you need to lose your eye so you can get a mechanical eye. <laughs> All right, way ahead of you. I'll be back so in a jiffy. Does that mean that Ryan's cutting <laughs> off his ears so you can have super hair? Yeah, something like that. I don't know, but <laughs> this is the uh, this is the sequel Yumchunks. Uh, what is it? What would it be the the incredible? If only Yumchunks, we knew someone who could draw uh, and they the could ma- make this into a comic League series. Of ex- League of Extraordinary Young Chunks. <laughs> uh, one thing that was interesting that I want to add to your story, even though it's not my story, <laughs> is that uh, they uh, they put you in the same rehab center after your surgery that I was in a year ago. Yeah, so I mean, I guess if I want to go through that real fast. So the doctor told me right after I got out that it was I was literally millimeters away, like a millimeter away from being completely paralyzed from the neck down uh forever as of right now i'm expected to make a full recovery that being said i when i woke up sunday night uh i was able to kind of kind of move my feet they came in they checked they constantly were checking uh, they they do that thing that you see sometimes in like shows where they would they would do a pinprick all over your body and check for responses. They were doing that like every three or four hours to check the progress of everything, and everything went well. I was able to, so I went in Sunday, had surgery Sunday night. I was moved from the ICU. Uh, in the hospital in general Wednesday night to rehab and so I was I spent Thursday Friday Saturday at rehab and then I was sent home on Sunday so for a major neck injury I only spent one week in the hospital slash recovery before I was home and that's where I've been ever since because now I'm locked in here unable to do anything but watch shows and play games and be incredibly uncomfortable with nerve pain in my arms. Well, that's terrible, but you also have time to catch up on all of your favorite media, yes. I suppose. But, it's yeah. neither here or there. Uh, so part part of the problem <laughs> is, like I said, being uncomfortable. So I can't right. like, I can't lie on my side. When I lie down, I have to lie down on my back pretty much straight. Um, so whenever... I'm watching something, I have to be sitting up. And that, because of the damage that I, I, I guess when you have trauma like that, like a lot, a lot of damage gets done also to like the muscles and everything in that region. So being up for any relative amount of time, a couple hours, my neck gets tired, my shoulders get tired, and it starts to hurt just to be up. So I have to lie down. So, I can't just like binge, 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 unless it's something I just want to listen to. I have to just lie down pretty frequently and kind of recover. And then that starts hurting. And then I have to 
get up and start walking around because I don't want to sit anymore and because that's hurting and I can't lie down because that's hurting. So I'm walking around and then I get exhausted of that and then I'm stuck. Oh man. Well, I mean, we can at least come over and install a TV on your ceiling. <laughs> well, if you, and then you have a yeah. couple Even more though options. That seems very we'll dangerous. Different... I'd be totally down for that. Oh, it definitely, I can't, I mean, I can't guarantee it won't <laughs> yeah. fall. But, um... <laughs> just... Well, you just seen one of those, like those things from Futurama when Bender was paralyzed and those little arms in front of his, you know, from his neck. Oh yeah. Just one of those things, but then put it like a screen, like a switch. You're, you could put your switch. Yeah. Like right, you know, something that size, just like just right in front of your it. face. I don't know specifically in Futurama what you're referencing, but I'm imagining like when people like play multiple instruments and there's that little thing to attach a, harmo- yeah. a harmonica. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'm talking yeah. about the little harmonica that's, thing that's that you exactly wear around your. Okay, yeah. Okay, good. We'll get yeah. get you one of those. We'll put your phone on it or a tablet, and mm-hmm. then you go. Whatever angle you're at, you're good. You can you're you're set. But PT PT's been going well. I got a guy that Good. comes like twice a week. I've had a couple follow-ups with my doctor. Everything seems to be going well. I'm hoping <clears throat> if I can. So I have to maintain this cast on my neck for probably another month and a half or so. So while it's on, I can't really turn my head, so I can't drive. But I'm hoping to find a way back to work because going a little stir crazy, not losing my mind. Hitchhike. Yeah. Just hitchhike everything. I know the feeling. I, it's, it's it's so much of what you're going through right now is what I went through last year. And is yeah, after a while you're just at home, you're like you don't realize how much you miss yeah. work. Like like you just need to be useful, you know. I didn't say that as in Chris, you you you're, you need to be useful. <laughs> I, I'm I, I meant I meant one feels the feeling that they need to be yeah. useful. But Chris, you do you do need to put yourself to use. You're just sitting around not contributing to society. So what a big lazy what a, broken what, neck. What a leech. What a what, what a leech on you society. Think just because you have a broken neck, you don't have to yeah. work. I do check in with work because what? I can VPN into my computer and just to check in on where the title is. So when I do finally find a way back to work, I can hit the ground running. But yeah. good. Don't hit the ground. Yeah, everybody keeps telling me not to do any more backflips, and I'm just like, "Hey, I'm not going to do it the moment I get my brace off." But you know, you got you can't be afraid of these things. <laughs> you got to get back up yeah. on that horse. That's I mean, I've always I beg by. to differ. I think I think you I think you can be afraid of doing backflips, which is why I just don't do backflips. <laughs> and why do we fall down, Bruce? So we we can fall again, <laughs> yeah. but hopefully not on our necks. Yeah. You'll know this time. Ha ha! I'm not gonna fall. On so that I, part of I mean, body. I've been doing backflips on not trampolines. I've never been good at doing them on on normal ground. I've been doing backflips on trampolines since I was a kid. Never once had a problem. It was when I mixed in a sport. <laughs> so oh, that was what it stick, is. Stay in your lane. Stick yeah. one thing. Do not do Don't not multitask with things like that. <laughs> Chris, I mean, you have a platinum neck now. If anyone is qualified to land on their neck, it's you. Actually. I hope. I'm not. I'm not sure how that's. I'm that's pretty how sure it's a lot weaker. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. Well, for everyone else who's tuned in for the medical advice, just I assume they're still listening. Stop listening. This is not the place for it. <laughs> we are not licensed professionals. We don't know anything so about. I kept health. telling people, and this Chris- is not a lie. When I was lying on the mat, I had pushed myself onto my back. 
while I was on my back kind of moving my limbs, in my mind, I kept telling myself, I should try to roll over and push myself up. I kept telling myself, I was just like, all right, I think take a couple deep breaths. I'm going to roll over. I'm going to push myself up with my arms. I am a hundred and fifty percent glad I did not do that. Oh yeah. I don't think my head would still be on my body had I done that. <laughs> well, I mean, the very innate idea that you are here talking obviously means everything is, you know, relatively speaking, has is is turning out. Okay. Yeah, the doctors. It's going in the right direction. Better. All yeah, the doctors right said. Because I was in such good shape and I was bendable and stuff like that is the only reason why mm-hmm. it, this is turning out the way it did. So that's why we got to stay in shape. That's why we got to exercise. We got to stretch. Got to got to do it I all. Mean, that sounds. You have a broken neck and you're still here talking about you know podcasting. Ryan and Vince don't even have broken necks and they can't be here. So. Also, if I have to stay in shape to be able to do backflips and break my neck, I'm just going to not do backflips. <laughs> That's my That reinforces my worldview so, there. I'm yeah. just going to... So, before we move on, because I know I'm taking up a lot of time, I was, I was yeah, whatever. Reading, uh obviously, Jackie Chan. Pretty much everybody knows Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan, <laughs> obviously. Uh, he's known for doing his own stunts and breaking his body in every way imaginable. Back in the 80s, back when his movie career was just getting started in China, he fell off of a stunt onto his cervical spine, just like I did, and he had to have a spinal fusion there. And then, look what he did. You know, he's, he's he got back up, he, he got out there, and he went to break on so many other different bones in his body. So, you know, there's still hope for me. There's still hope for me. Yeah. Just well, the main difference is you have to learn to speak Chinese. That's, That's the true. Only difference then, Mandarin we'll be okay or Cantonese. Going back to the, uh, the first one, Chris. Chris, we've gone over this. I thought we understood that Jackie Chan is a fictional character. <laughs> it's true. I only know him from Jackie Chan Adventures, and no, he's definitely a fictional character in that sense. All right. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Unless you have more to it. Uh, but No, I mean, if, if anybody wants to know more, they can email us. We're still waiting to get that fifth email. Yes. We'll be... That, I was going to hope that nobody would bring that up and we could just for, quietly forget about that. Um, <laughs> Never. Oh, at any rate, um, that was quite a that was quite a uh, trip around the chunk fire. Uh, uh, one after so long. Uh, and it's a shame we don't have all of our members here, but hopefully we will oh. soon. But, also, uh, adding to the curse, anyway, fast, adding to the curse, it was almost oh, sure. a year to the date from when you injured, or not injured, but when you got hospitalized for the first time. Yeah, I, I said I said that. Yeah. So it, well, beware the um, beginnings of February. Yes, yum chunks. Yes. Um, Vin, who's next, Vince, Ryan, or myself? We're, tec- we're taking uh, we'll a pool, see. a dead pool on this. Who's in? <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm gonna say Ryan. Just because I know that that makes me sad. I know, maybe, but I I just I don't know. Vince, I don't think Vince is. I'm trying to think if Vince has ever been like in physical injury. Has he can get hit? He's, he, he's my, he, I've known him his whole life, and I can't think of a time where he's been like physically 
in the hospital, you know, hurt or anything. He's gonna he's gonna get hit by a stray disc in somewhere really really <laughs> devastating. <laughs> Ryan talk about a dislocated disc. Ryan's right. gonna Ryan's right. gonna go on one of his camping trips and uh 127 uh, hours situation is <laughs> gonna happen. Sean, I don't know, I don't know. I'm gonna be the one wow. he's doing the hurting. Oh wow. no. Oh yeah. No. Okay. Well, that'll be the twist. <laughs> good comic exactly. series. At any rate, um, as you listeners can tell, it's been a weird couple months for uh, yeah. for Yum Chunks, and it's just been, you know, stuff like this pops up, and things like podcasting have to kind of take a back seat. And you know, it would have been nice if we could have done the uh, the uh, the Chunky Awards episode. You know you know at the beginning of the year but it just didn't seem appropriate to to do it then it just wasn't that important so um we still want to do the chunky episode we're still we're we're still going yeah we're still gonna do it and like i said uh sonic the hedgehog i i've seen it twice now so i gotta we gotta do we gotta do sonic the hedgehog but um yeah only twice well i got i got plenty of time it's making a lot of money so it'll be in theaters for a while also as we discussed before recording, there's not a ton of stuff coming out bef- between now and summer. Um, we'll probably talk onward, but um, but we have a little bit of time to catch up. So we're, we will catch up. We're going to do Sonic. We're going to do the Chunkies. And then, uh, you know, we'll go from there. Yeah. So, but we're, it's, we're taking it slow. We're ta- Doctor advised, you know, take it slow. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're prioritizing what's important. And we will, we will, the podcast is going to continue. But, you know, at... At a rate that w- that makes sense for us right now, we gotta get we gotta get all of our heads on straight mm-hmm. uh, for Chris li- literally. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh no! Um, but otherwise, uh, you know, Chris, considering yeah. considering what you just went through, it's it's amazing that you're recording with us right now. So, um, you know, it, I think we're all very thankful that you're that you made it out as well as you did. So Thank you. that's very you know, we're glad we're glad you're still around, guy. We we're glad you're okay, ish. You're okay, ish. We're glad you're getting yep, I'll okay. Be back. Well, I mean, I'm on my feet now, but I'll be back on my feet in no time flat. Yeah, I believe it. That's good. Full expected to make a full recovery yeah. is a good sentence. So, uh, all right. But uh, thanks for sharing your story. I think I might ac- even actually end up calling this episode Chris Almost Broke His Neck rather than uh, <laughs> Review of Birds of Prey. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Chris Almost Breaks... Uh, yeah, a very special episode. Chris Almost Breaks His Neck featuring our review of... <laughs> so, just <laughs> before we get into this, we're talking we'll about an action movie. Ever since I've been back and I've been watching action or been playing like a violent video game or whatever, like I, I was playing a video game where you were you would street fight and stuff like that, I've been very sensitive to things that, like, when people get hit in the head <laughs> and stuff, like, how over-exaggerated it is. And obviously, it's, it, like, it's funny, but now I'm just like, oh, yeah, he'd be hospitalized. Oh, yeah, he'd probably be dead. Oh, yeah, he'd be hospitalized. <laughs> He's paralyzed. <laughs> oh, oh, you want to have a... Chris, you want to have a good time playing that game? Watch Home Alone 2. I should. I should. I really should. John. John yeah. Wick. Watch Home Alone two and count those? how many. How, uh, <laughs> oh sure, yeah. But seriously though, we, last last holiday season we watched it and we just counted how many things would have yeah. killed them instantly. 
They di- they died like three dozen times. Anyway, Home Alone Six will be in a trampoline park, yep. and he doesn't have to set up traps. It'll just be them going to a trampoline. Man, the park stories I could tell you about trampoline injured. parks from what I from what I heard since I've been in the hospital. <laughs> did- every single person I talked to when I was in the hospital and in the rehab center has oh, had, literally everybody had a horror story of someone they knew at a trampoline park. Oh. I thought you were going to say they were all in the hospital because of a trampoline park. This 80-year-old woman on dialysis is from a trampoline park. This episode is definitely not sponsored by a trampoline park. My cousin's a teacher. I don't know if I told you guys this. My cousin's a teacher, and uh, she works in San Marcos, and she has some students that worked at the trampoline park where I got injured. And she asked them the next day, she was like, why didn't you tell me that uh, somebody got hauled away in an ambulance yet? And they were like, what are you talking about? She's like, oh, you know, I heard somebody got hauled away in an ambulance on Sunday. And it's like, oh, what are you talking about? Three people got hauled away in ambulances on Sunday. That's, that is <laughs> oh my God. trampoline parks. <laughs> but you sign, you sign so many waivers when you go um, into those things. It would be a miracle if you were able to ever get anything out of them, I would imagine. They just America's obsession with trampolines. It, it's you know, it's a uh, Russia. It's their, Russia trying to take us down. Natural. They're just opening up trampoline parks. That <laughs> they've installed trampoline parks. <laughs> they they knew we couldn't resist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's the honeypot. The honeypot of the trampoline park. Anyway. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, well, uh, Chris. Uh, I don't know. Should we transition? Should we? Should we? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Should, should the, we pretend as, like we're reviewing a movie in this episode? As, <laughs> as the like resident, as the right. resident DC fanboy, I'll take this one. Okay. All right. Well, spoiler warning from here out for um, Birds of Prey. But Chris, hey, no, you say the full title. Okay. Well, I was gonna make a joke about it earlier or later. Jeez, but fine. It's Birds of Prey. And the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Thank you. Also known as Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. Uh, yeah, I had a better joke, but you ruined it. Chris, uh, Sh- <laughs> Sean, I want you to tell it later. Anyway, well, um, okay, after, I'll do, wait I'll till tell we forget. I would have told. I, I'll say it when I would have normally said it. Okay, but Chris, continue. Okay. All right. Anyway, it's a quick a quick breakdown of this movie. Let's let's go over this. All right. So it starts with Harley Quinn. Breaking into a police department. And then it cuts back to months before. It's unclear. Cuts back. She's breaking up with the Joker. Fast forward again. Now she's at a nightclub owned, ran by gangster Roman Sionis, also known as Black Mass. Wait, flash back. I think she picks up a hyena at some point. All right, flash forward again. And she runs into Detective Renee Montoya, and then they come come across a crossbow-wielding vigilante flashback. I don't know where I'm going with this. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. You're le- you building so well. I know. I was actually, why, why is he doing it? Is this working? <laughs> Harley Quinn breaks up with the Joker that creates open season on her head. Um and a lot of people that she's wronged throughout the time come looking looking for payback. In the meantime, Black Mask is making a play 
uh, on another murdered family, uh, crime family's fortune that I guess they hid the account numbers to their fortune by etching it into a diamond. <laughs> Seems <laughs> kind of overkill. Uh, <laughs> and so he's trying to find this diamond. The diamond gets found uh, pickpocketed by this girl, Cassandra Kane, who gets found by uh, Harley Quinn on the run. And chaos ensues. They also somehow run into Dinah Lance and uh, Huntress along the way, though they don't go too far into those two. And then at the end, they have to fight. They have to protect Cassandra and themselves from Black Mask. A lot of bad decisions were made by all parties throughout this entire movie. But it all culminates in Harley Quinn getting emancipated. She runs off with Cassandra Kane. Black Mask is defeated. And then Huntress, Renee Montoya, and uh, Black Canary form Birds of Prey. End of movie. Wait, flash, flashback, flashback. No, there's nothing. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. What is that? That's the, dang it. I saw Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Uh, I saw a com- the complete wrong movie. But that was my that was it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> that was the what I was gonna say. <laughs> it was you know it was good, but you know yeah, unfortunately it was yeah. it was it was ruined. So I know that's okay. I you know what it's all right. you get the effort points. That's all right. <laughs> Thank you. It's creativity. All right, yeah, um, that was a pretty good so, summary, though. If my if my summary didn't make it clear, this movie had a very unnecessarily confusing uh, timeline. Yeah, it jumped around a lot, especially in the first half. It jumped around a lot. Um, but uh, but what what we think? I mean, this is the first movie of 2020 we're talking about. I weirdly. Um, and uh, the seventh movie in the DC universe, somehow a sequel to Suicide Squad. This movie is an odd collection of random things. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did we feel about it? Did we did we like that collection? I I for the most part okay. So did I think it was a great movie? No. Did I enjoy it? Kinda. So yeah. I, I I don't I don't feel like the movie was a great film. I think it was a fun film. It it was enjoyable from start to finish, minus some confusing things um, or confusing choices. But it it was it was for the most part a fun ride. I liked a lot of the action sequences. There were some good jo- funny jokes in there, or at least comic book jokes. Uh, yeah. What about what about you, Chewie? What about me? Um, yeah, I'm really mixed on this movie because there's a lot of things about it that I liked. Um, I've so far two for two on uh, the portrayal of Harley Quinn for live action. I think she's great at it. Um, I also like that there was some really um, there's some stuff from the the Batman universe that we hadn't seen in live like on the big screen yet, like uh, Amusement Mile. Um, we, we haven't seen a live action movie version of Black Mask before. I thought, um, I thought Ewan McGregor was great as Black Mask. I loved his performance. Um, 
yeah, I just it, it was cool seeing like you know the the pier at the end where the final show ta- showdown takes place. You know, we've seen that in like the animated series. Um, it really felt there was a lot of it that sti- like the the style of it felt like the animated series, um, which I liked. Um, but I think for me the 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 time jumping took me out of the movie. Um, I it 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 kind of prevented me from being able to like latch on and like get invested. It's like someone's telling a long rambling story and then they're like, wait, 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 I forgot to tell you about this thing, which is literally what the movie did. But <laughs> I don't think the, I don't think the movie, I don't think it was as clever as the movie thought it was. So, yeah. um, so for me, it was just distracting and just hard to kind of just get attached to it. So I don't know. I, I'd be interested to see a, a cut of this that's in chronological order and see if I enjoy more, to be honest. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I liked it. it I, I definitely enjoyed it. I, I like that it wasn't the uh, and Chris, it, it, you're gonna this is, you're gonna feel like a personal insult here, but I, I don't I've I kind of don't really like the uh, really um, Zack Snydery vision of the DC live action movies, <gasps> and I, I'm glad that this wasn't I'm glad this wasn't that I'm glad they're moving away from that I and I'm I'm also glad that it didn't have like world ending stakes like uh, like Suicide Squad did. That's yeah. a movie that definitely shouldn't have had them. So. I'm glad this movie was more on the ground and more, you know, about kind of the underground crime world. I, I liked that aspect of it, but it was a mixed bag for me. <clears throat> anyway, Sean, what do you think? Yeah, I think um, kind of you you said it there, Chewy. Something like this movie probably thinks it's a little bit more clever than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of felt that way with a lot of it. But I did think it had a certain charm. I think that's mostly carried by um margot robbie and ewan mcgregor i think they're probably doing a lot of the legwork on this because they're both great um she is you know actually has better stuff to work with in this than suicide squad Mm -hmm. so i think she that you know and it looks like she you could tell that and ewan mcgregor was just a surprising delight um that I was not expecting like he's always good but just in this role it was kind of weird when i originally saw he was cast so i, I like that a lot um the time jumping yeah i mean i don't mind the time jumping per se but it didn't serve any greater purpose and it just ultimately like why why did they do that like it there was a point too where i'm like oh finally we're out of the first act and like oh and then some more flashbacks i'm like oh no okay now we're out of the first act and then there would be another flashback or flash- oh oh now we're out of the first act like there was just like these it's like I'm not sure what this elongation of like getting to the heart of what the the central conflict is um uh but um but yeah I mean I I think it had it was a lot of fun Chris that's true I agree it was fun for the most part I think all I liked all the action sequences generally speaking especially the end in the fun house I thought that was just campy enough and kind of over the top that i liked it and it kind of fit in that kind of wacky dirty criminal batman-y world and so i liked that a lot um what else yeah i mean i i agree mixed bag overall generally liked it but not without its so one thing that uh i mean chewy and i saw it with uh ryan one thing that we were discussing when we came out that we thought it was it was actually kind of weird that they decided to make this Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey, and it it just felt mm-hmm. so tacked on the Birds of Prey element of it, right? Even though technically yeah. that was the first name of the movie, right? Birds of Prey, Fantabulous Emancipate, right? Yeah. 
But the movie is definitely 100% about Harley Quinn. And it yeah. it kind of does a disservice to some of these more interesting characters. Like, I think uh, Chewie can disagree with me. You can disagree with me. I, I would have liked to have seen more about Huntress, right? Huntress had, like, everything she needed to be a very interesting and strong element in the movie with... I will... I, I will not disagree with you. I think Huntress is the one character like I, I really I would have sacrificed a lot of Harley Quinn screen time in place mm-hmm. of Huntress screen time because for one I like that actress, but also yeah. I just by the time we got to know her and got to like kind of see how they wrote her character and how she was playing it, I'm like, wait, no, 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 I want more yeah. more of you. And then the movie ended <laughs> because you don't know that until the final act of the movie that she actually has like a personality that's not just right you know yeah. a person in a mask it's like oh she has a kind of quirkiness to her and it's fun as you know playing off these other characters but we don't see it except for like th- three scenes at the very end of the movie same thing same so, thing with yeah. like black canary right they don't really give her a lot to mm-hmm. do i mean the birds of prey don't even come together until like the last 15 10 minutes of the movie and even yeah. then it's a little silly how they come together right so yeah i think yeah i mean there's i do feel like there's a lot of like they're not they're not plot holes at all they're conveniences and just like and for the most part i'm willing to forgive these kind of things but there's just a lot in this film like wait why are these characters why are they doing that like why did they just walk out of the fun house They're literally surrounded by people with guns. Ah, like, but what they, did they think was going to happen. They were surrounded by one person with a gun, and then a lot of other people. Oh, they didn't, didn't have guns. I mean, just like <laughs> things like that. Like, I, I don't really mind it so much. Like, it, whatever, I get it. It's a climax of the film, and you know. But it just feel like they they weren't as clever. Again, they weren't as clever as I th- they think they were. And those kind of moments where it's like, wait. This doesn't make it like. I mean, Ryan, silly, Ryan called right? it out right when it happened uh, when she uh, infiltrated the police department. Right, she she goes in and she's taking mm-hmm. her time and being super dramatic with everything. And this, she's in the middle of this police department with all these cops, and no one's pulling their guns to stop her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and again, I even kind of liked that scene. I thought it was fun and, you know, the color and stuff. But it, it just, it, they were constantly on the periphery of these scenes, kind of questions of like, but but why? But is are you sure, though? <laughs> and I, that, anyway, that's how I looked at a lot of these scenes. Um, the, uh, the ensemble part, that is curious because it also plays into the whole branding of the film and the whole... Yeah. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, of re retitling it. What? Like, did they feel like because it was a quote unquote sequel to Suicide Squad, they had to pitch it as an ensemble thing? I feel like for some reason they felt like, and this isn't meant to be taken out of context, but I think it was meant to be a girl power film, right? And I feel like they could have done that as just Harley Quinn, but I felt like they thought it'd be a lot easier if they just grouped it up, right? Yeah, I'm not, I don't think you're necessarily wrong in that assessment. I think there's value to that, but it, it just, it, from the script and the movie that was made, I mean, may, I don't I don't know. It, it just is clearly a Harley yeah. Quinn film. And there's not, there's not I, a lot for know. the other characters to do. Anytime they do something, it feels a little forced. Yeah, I think they overestimated the uh, the brand recognition 
of uh, Birds of Prey and then got cold feet about it after it didn't have a good opening weekend and said, well, okay, enough, pe- enough yeah. people know what who Harley Quinn is by now. So, you know, that, I mean, it's pretty, pretty obvious, but, you know, it, yeah. it's kind of weird that somebody didn't look at the finished product. And I guess it's because a lot of times these movies, they're still editing very close to when the movie comes out. And, mm-hmm. and you don't really know what the finished product's going to look like until... Yeah. Not that long before it releases, so but you have to start advertising it much earlier than that, and so it might it might have been a situation where some exec saw it way late in the game and went, "This is not really a Birds of Prey movie so much anymore," and people don't really know what Birds of Prey is, so mm-hmm. you know. It, I mean, I barely know what Birds of Prey like. I I know it by name, mm-hmm. and I know who Black Canary is, mm-hmm. and obviously Harley Quinn. I, I might have known about Huntress. Honestly, I don't even know. She's it's a, a very generic character. term. It's a, yeah, but I just mean like Huntress itself is a term that I'm sure you could find in a dozen different comic books. Um, so I don't know if I was aware. But you know what I mean? Like, and I are in the comic books, was it all these characters who team? Because I always thought Birds of Prey was like Poison Ivy and stuff too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Gotham uh, City Sirens, I, mean, I think, is uh, oh, that's Harley Quinn, Catwoman, and Poison Ivy. And I thought I thought, uh, I thought that okay. movie was in production too, I so I got kind of confused. I don't think Harley Quinn's typically a part of the Birds of Prey. It's usually Batgirl and uh, Huntress and... Maybe Black Canary. Black Canary is, Black is Canary. an actual bird. She's the only one <laughs> who is a bird, so <laughs> that makes sense. But yeah, bats are birds. What are? No, no. I was I was making no. a joke. <laughs> it was a bad joke. And then I mean, the uh, Montoya character is she based on a comic book character? I I figured she actually, was original. She she is yeah. no. Uh, she was actually a big player in Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. Oh, she was. Oh, was she the one who betrayed? Um, yep. Oh, but there—that's supposed to be the same character. Well, not, you know, obviously different universe, but like it's supposed to be the same idea of it, the character. Yep. Oh. She is an established character. That's always a cop. That's interesting. I th- I feel like I recognize I, yeah. the name. I feel like there's a lot of things I recognize in the movie. And like, am I going yeah. crazy or is this something like, um, like uh? Uh, Cassandra Kane. I'm like, I know, I know that name. I know, I know Cassandra Kane from DC. I, I assume she uh, is she related to. She's, she's a, a Batgirl. Girl. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that. I had to look it up later, and I'm like, oh right, she's a Batgirl. I've I've totally seen read comics where she's a Batgirl, but I couldn't. But it's been so long since I've read any comic book, and like all that kind of stuff, I actually think is cool yeah. stuff that because you obviously don't need to know it and the movie still works or whatever. But it's like, oh cool, they're adding like these elements for the super fans, or or like I actually like Zaz. And oh yeah! Like he he was kind of another surprise that is a deep cut that well deeper than the casual mm-hmm. you know observer. The the only thing is I I mean I liked him in the movie. I especially liked like his intro scene with Black Mask, right, mm-hmm. where they were like defacing those people. Because <laughs> yeah. that that's to me that's mm-hmm. sad, right? He's like this extreme yeah. personality, but then he seems like he kind of reels it back after that point. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of it fluctuates a lot. There's moments where he's a little seems just more like a your standard everyday kind of thug, and then there's yeah. definite scenes where it's like, oh, there's clearly this guy clearly has some weird edge to him that you know we get to glimpses of. I just like that actor a lot too. He's in other things, so I thought he did a good job. Um, 
Uh, what did you guys think? I mean, again, it's it's well, not again, but it's it's rated R, and I think that was like so. It's ultra violent and cursing and all that kind of stuff. I, I'm I, pretty. I don't. Oh, I'm fine with it. I'm just saying. Do you do you feel this film and this material required it? Um, I I I felt it was strange uh, because I well, first of all, I'm pretty desensitized to profanity. Um, yeah. but I thought it was very weird that like I was like. Well, you know, Harley Quinn goes in and she's shooting a beanbag glitter gun when she's infiltrating mm-hmm. the police station. And there's so many scenes that I felt like for a rated R movie, there's a, the, this movie's pretty tame for a lot of the scenes. Yeah. There's certain specific moments that go over the top with the gore, like the face cutting scenes and a couple others. And then, but, but by the time the, you know, the finale gets to it and, and, uh, Black Mass is blown up by a grenade, I, it was so long before that that like something gory happened that i forgot i was watching a rated r movie and i was like oh my god did he just get he just got blown up oh like i was like i i mean chris you probably remember i think i was sitting in a shoe that like i was just like very audibly just like i can't believe that just happened yeah like because i i yeah Yeah, so i was gonna say it it makes sense with what they're trying to do with harley quinn why it was a beanbag at the cops right she never never does anything over because she's she's at the police station super she doesn't kill a single cop she goes through it's all they're all disarmed or whatever taken down somewhat violent ways but nothing lethal right and then while she's still in the police station when the thugs come to get her when they're bad thugs all of a sudden everything's lethal Mm -hmm. again right and I feel like they were obviously they were doing that on purpose to make her come off as more likable, but it's also a disservice to the character because part of her arc needs to be that transition, mm-hmm. right? Because in in recent times in the comics, especially, she's definitely leaning more towards a good guy than uh, even a mid ground kind of teetering between the two. Now she's definitely leaning more heavily into good good person and. But that needs to be a journey, right? She's coming off of this relationship with this psycho. She's like, she can't just be like, oh, good guy, bad guy. I don't kill good guy. I kill all yeah, the I bad do, guys. I do believe that at this point, if, if her journey mirrored like other versions of Harley Quinn, I do actually think she would shoot up that police station. Like, I don't, you yeah. know, at that stage so soon after. But yeah, I, th- I totally agree with you, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, I mean, I guess that's the point, though, is like, because it, like you were saying, it, it felt like to make her more palatable and likable character, they had to make those, you know, I don't know if you call them changes, but whatever versions of that character. But then it just kind of makes the sell, the movie overall feel more PG-13. Right. And then the moments that aren't, it's like, well, wow, those are, those feel totally different than everything else. But, but more importantly, were they necessary? Like, we, as we, there's so much that you could still show... And you can imply and get across that his body blew up with a grenade without showing chunks of flesh actually on screen explode. Like, right? Mm-hmm. We've all the like we didn't need that specificity in detail. And similar to like some other scenes, there are there are clearly ways they could have made this a PG thirteen film if they had wanted. Um, yeah, and that and that, that's yeah. interesting because like. This movie did not perform well at all, and and it, yeah. you know part of it is the branding, but a lot of it is like, you know, a movie like Deadpool can do really well with an R rating because he's way more well known and it's much more high profile. Mm-hmm. But 
a movie like this kind of needed to be PG-13, and they weren't that far mm-hmm. away from one, I feel like. You know, like, yeah, like, you're right. The, yeah, that's... The, the gory stuff, the, the shock value stuff, yeah, it really, I didn't need it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if Harley Quinn had turned her back and we saw uh, an explosion from a distance off the pier, and then it cut to a shot of the black yeah. mass floating up from the water, like, that, that would have yeah. been just as satisfying. <laughs> you know, like, okay, great, I get it, yeah. you know? So, eh. Yeah, it was just like similar to even some of the the narrative, um, how they convey the narrative choices that were, um, I don't want to say confusing because I do think they were probably thought out, but just the way they went don't oh it didn't always seem like the the most um, practical, mm-hmm. like I, because I especially the narrative with both which both which we all mentioned. Like, why were they constantly cutting? Like, did do you guys come up with a reason, like a value that added to the film? Like, oh, it's because by making this a framing device, we blah, 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 blah. Or making this part a framing device, it gives us perspective. So when we blah, 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 blah. But there was so much of it so back and like I it it never provided anything added to me anyway. Nah. And and there was so much narration during that early part because she had to explain everything that's also usually not a great sign in a film when it relies so heavily on narration no. i tinfoil hot time but i i've mentioned deadpool a few times already but i really think mm. that i really think the studio wanted to push this to be dc's deadpool um and part of that yeah. is because i see the comparisons between those characters a lot i see a lot of people online um say that you know that they're kind of counterparts between the two different, I, and I, I sometimes I, you know, I'm on Tumblr and I see weird fan art, and I've seen a lot of, <laughs> I've seen a lot of Deadpool and Harley Quinn fan art. It's just I've just seen a lot of it float by, and I just kind of feel like there's some kind of cultural like association between the two characters, especially because their costumes, their car- cartoon costumes are similar. You know, they're both anti-heroes turned good guys. I think there's a yeah. push in the studio to go like, well, let's make this our edgy, Deadpool-y, self-aware. It's got the cartoon segment at the beginning, just like how Deadpool has the cartoon segments in it. Um, I I think that I think that there was a push to make it more like that. And I think the, the, the time skipping is is a part of that. I don't know. That's my theory. I don't think it w- worked as well, but I think that's probably the thought process. Yeah, no, and I mean, to that point, I think one thing that uh, Deadpool does a little bit better is when it's doing all of its time jumps, it's very much rooted in the present on that scene on the freeway, right? Mm -hmm. And so every time you come back, you're still, you're Mm -hmm. on that freeway, you you can get your ground really quick. Absolutely, yeah. Harley, Birds of Prey... They don't they, they they flash back from all these different scenes throughout the movie, right? Sometimes I think there was a flashback within a flashback. I can't even be sure. Yeah, and yeah. like you didn't have that that strong ground to to re. Yeah. And then there yeah. were, there are even moments where they like would flash back to the same scene, but it's like, ooh, now we're giving you this context. And again, I think they were being clever, but it came off more confusing. Yeah. Where, like, especially in, like, that bar, it's like, oh, this is supposed to be taking place at the same time as this other sequence, I think. But I, I, but I don't even actually know if that was... <laughs> right. It was just more... Clear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. Um, Again, I would be interested in seeing a chronological cut and see if the movie's yeah. any better. But, It'll be a director's cut. Um, <laughs> bring us the Snyder. Bring yeah. us the Snyder cut. <laughs> Snyder, I just want Snyder cut. cut of everything. Um, well, okay, so because we still only have a few um, DC films, it's easy enough to do. How does this rank compared to the others? Uh, are we talking post like Dark Knight trilogy? Because for me, that's still yeah. Sorry, I just mean the post Dark Knight. Everything since Man of Steel in the in the shared ish universe. Uh, upper middle. Yeah, I mean it's it's beneath Wonder Woman and Shazam. And I think I like it more than Aquaman. I think I would say I would say Shazam, then Wonder Woman, then Aquaman, then this. And it's really close between this and Aquaman yeah. for me. It, there's such different movies that it's really hard to yeah. And I have about the same amount of problems with both movies, but I think I enjoyed both of them about the same. So it's really hard to compare those two. But yeah, yeah, I would say similar to you. Yeah, absolutely. The rest of it's not worth ranking for me. <laughs> Jerk. All right. Chris? I mean, I would put Shazam definitely above it. I would put Aquaman above it. I would put Man of Steel above it. I would put... Uh... What was the other one that you guys Wonder- said? Yeah, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman? Yeah, Wonder Woman. I'd put Wonder Woman above it at a brain fart. I'd put it about on par with uh, Batman v Superman, in my opinion. All right. What about, uh, well, did you like Justice League more or less than Batman v Superman? Less. Oh, really? Okay. Um, Give me the Snyder Cut. Uh, yeah. Snyder Cut. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I guess we're holding out your final judgment until Snyder Cut, quote unquote, Snyder I Cut. I can't possibly um, know. Uh, that's fair, I suppose. Uh, I do another just to reinforce. I think Chewy, what you said, or Chris, what you said. I do at least appreciate that this is like the first street level mm-hmm. kind of DC movie, and that I think actually works very well for this. Character, so it seems so. it seems like the next time we're going to see Harley Quinn is going to be the Suicide Squad, which is James Gunn's movie. So, boy, oh boy, yeah. we'll, we'll probably be in for another huge tonal shift in a harley quinn film <laughs> but well uh, well if, if nothing yeah. else we know that she'll be good and who knows what the rest of it will be like so i mean i was saving this for the end if you guys do like harley quinn i i that first season of the cartoon show called harley quinn just finished so you can sign up for DC Universe for a free month, and you could watch all of that, plus all the other good shows that they have. Like, uh, I'm just drawing blanks left and right right now. <laughs> not a not a good sign. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's... I know what show you're talking about, but I don't. I have not seen it. But I know the uh, Doom. Doom yes, Squad? Do- is that Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Is, that is definitely one of the best shows, comic book shows I've ever seen. Well, you can just give me your password, and I'll just watch Harley Quinn, and that'll be it. <laughs> I, I have heard Harley Quinn is. I have. Good I have too. Yeah. Sources though. Well, um, not that I doubted you, Chris. I'm just saying I could corroborate that. Supposedly. Yes. Same. Uh, cool. Anyway, I, I don't have much else to say about this. So. Yeah, I mean, it. It. This. We're we're coming back slowly into 2020. We're we're building ourselves up to the Chunkies and to Sonic. We can't just come in firing on all cylinders. So we gotta, you know, clean or um, build our appetite up with, you know, Birds of Prey. It just, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a movie. 
And we saw it. It was a no. decent start to the year. Yeah, there we go. I mean, for a January decent... film, that's it, it was pretty good for a January film. Was it January or was it February? It may have actually been February. Eh, it, it was, was February, so-so for but... a February film. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it that. I'll give it that. Um, There's usually nothing yeah. to see right around this time of the year, so I'll give it that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Well, um, as mentioned earlier, please email us with thoughts on Birds of Prey or medical advice for Chris or for any of us. We'll read your medical advice on air and <laughs> will not be liable for anything that happens as a result. Um, but uh, you can email us at yumchunks at gmail.com um we'll read it i promise uh what else we'll, we'll be back for the chunkies eventually and as well as sonic yeah. the hedgehog which i'm i'm looking yes. forward to talking about that movie so all right a lot of fun stuff and one last thing i want to mention yeah. um i uh i mentioned this podcast the show multiple times in the past called marvel star wars explorers Keep your eye on that podcast for a fun release that I was a part of. I don't want to spoil it because it hasn't been out yet. So I don't want to just, you know, explain what it actually is. But keep your eye on that podcast for some cool, a cool episode they're about to release in the next week or two. Um, I won't say anything All more, right. but it, I think it'll be entertaining for anyone. Oh, I have one more thing, too. And I'll mention it again on the Chunkies episode since we'll all be here. But... This last Valentine's Day, did you know that was the Yum Chunks 10th anniversary? No, yeah. I knew that. The first ever video, <sighs> the first video ever uploaded to Yum Chunks was on February 14th, 2010, and it was Pillow Fight wow. Z. <laughs> <laughs> How far we've come. Wow. Well, we got to have a big This is our 10-year anniversary yes. year. We we got to make well, thank you. I'm glad you mentioned our first episode of the year so we can celebrate every episode and other surprises throughout the show. <laughs> the uh, yes, yes, we will. All right. It's time to wrap this up. Chris's head's about to fall off. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. It's going to just roll, roll right off the, the neck. All right. All right. Well, the 2020 has started. We are podcasting. We are not going anywhere. We are going to continue, whether you like it or not. All right. This is... Yum chunks, the yum chunks. Signing off. Don't do backflips while playing basketball. Thanks for listening. Don't don't do backflips. This has been after the credits. Bye. A yum chunks podcast. Bye. Chris, go to bed. bed.